the Funny Old Game podcast with me, Stephen, my pal Stuart. Stuart, we're just off a weekend from uh, another big weekend of Scottish football. Where do you want to start? Uh, I think we should start at uh, and Celtic away at Kilmarnock on Sunday. 5-0. Uh, yep. um, brilliant performance by, by Celtic. Mm-hmm. Some Definitely good was. goals. Uh, goals by Kyogo, Jota. Jens, Starfelt and Jack and Marcus. Um, brilliant goals. Jens with the, I think that's his second goal in two games since he, since he signed for Celtic. And, and then Jack and Marcus with an even better baseball kick. That's what the screamer so it was. It was a really good goal. Uh, I thought usually these games in the, the artificial pitch are a struggle for Celtic and Rangers, but phew, Celtic just blew Kamalik away. From what I've seen of the game, I totally agree with that. Like, Kamalik got a, a, a stuffy team. Especially at home, they they kind of they want to hold up to play, and if fans can help Kamarnock get the result that they want, which to be honest, against a team like Celtic, they want a draw. Aye, they don't want to get beat, but Celtic played pretty well on the artificial surface. Aye, they're they're brilliant. Um, I watched the game myself. I mean, if you look at Kyogo's goal, he scored in the seventh minute. I think I might be right here that he actually had one touch in the first thirty minutes. Oh wow! A game, and that was a goal scored. Aye. It was good play. Uh, Mieda uh, with a good ball across and good finish. Um, I think that's the last time Kelly, we talked about Kelly possibly against Celtic a hard game. I think the last time Kelly actually beat Celtic was back in September 2018. Oh, really? It was the last time Celtic lost a league game for 329 days. Wow. So they're under the range. They're absolutely like a machine just now. Aye, they are. Um, Celtic did play, play well, but the Kelly keeper was quite poor, I thought. He seemed to everyone just take me through him or past him yeah never put off any decent saves I don't know if it, if Kamal I don't know if Clark yet has got a, a club we talked about this previously boy was at St Johnston uh, I don't know if he's got a club yet I don't know why a club like Kamal because I'm trying to sign him do you know I've never really like Alexander Clark I think Alexander Clark's a really good goalkeeper a club like Kamal would be good for him but you wonder if like I, I think Clark's 28 I, I don't think he's any younger than 28 years old, maybe he wants to try European football, and by that I mean a Hearts or a well, you're not going to Dundee United aye. when they were, uh, when they were in. Maybe, it's just I think, he's not got a club yet if he's not, then... But aye, come on, it would be a good shout for him. Definitely. Uh, Celtic, as I said, so Jota again, I've marked Jota down again, he's played the weekend, this is probably the third weekend, he's been absolutely unreal. Aye. He scored another screamer. It was a really keeper, good finish. A wee bit of suspect for it, but it was an absolute great finish. And I he's, he's, been, he's been brilliant since he signed for them. Aye. I think if he keeps this up, he'll probably get player of the year. Aye. Um, obviously, we'll maybe talk about Barry McKay later on. I think he's got a, a, he's got up for a shout as well. But Jota's been absolutely sensational. I mean, Celtic bought him for maybe six million. I think they paid Benfica for him. If he keeps playing like this, he can sell him for treble that. Uh-huh. Um, for new border, especially Easily. performance in Champions League. Aye. That's probably where that's that's you'll, 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 you'll get your, money, your money's worth. Um, and I said, excuse me, that James, that's two and two games, he's a, he seems like a danger in the box mm-hmm. when it comes to like corners and free kicks. He's quite solid there back as well. I think yeah. he, he wants to, he's on loan at the moment, but I think he wants to make his, his move permanent to Celtic. His was a, a decent baseball kick, but Jack uh, and his goal was, was tremendous as well. Great finish. And then Starfield getting his first goal for Celtic. Um, since signing for them as well, he's come back injury and he scored. So all in all, it's a brilliant performance by Celtic. I think it's going to take some stopping for them not to win a league. I, yeah. I think we predicted Rangers to win it. Yeah. 
But going by Celtic's form the early doors, I know it's only three games in, anything can happen, they can have injuries, but they've been, they've been brilliant, so they have. And like, they've been, in, as we're, we said there, like going away to Kilmarnock, that's a, a, a ground where you slip up points. Mm. The fact that they've played very well and I think it, it doesn't look as if they're going to sort of points like you've said. Uh, I think it helps as well with their own, they've got such an unbeaten run where if you do score early, it's deflated to their team. Yeah. Where they think, what, get even one going against Celtic, it's hard enough to try and get two to win a game. And then once that happens, they, under Ange, I say they don't stop, they just keep going, they, they want more goals, which I like to see in teams. They yeah. just like score more and more goals. Um, they're absolutely brilliant. Kelly, I know they're just up. They've, they've been unfortunate. If I think they've maybe faced if three of the top four last season mm-hmm. in the first three games, mm-hmm. so obviously it'll be hard to get points. I, there's a few teams running about their their level that we'll talk about Ross County later on as well, where they'll probably struggle. But Derek McInnes is an experienced manager at this level, so you, they might be safe. They might have to add in January. Yeah, Kyle Laugh. They've got Kyle Laugh at the front, but. I mean, he's about 35, 34, 35 now. Um, he's a good target man. Against Celtic, he won quite a few headers. Yeah. He was decent here, but he had named to about him. So he was, he was like, they were too far back. He was winning the header. Then it was just falling to like McGregor or something. So they wouldn't get any yeah. issues. But I think, again, they might, they might struggle. But we'll see him have been in our three or four games when they play teams run about them. Yeah. See how they can pick up points. And like you said, McInnes is a, an experienced manager. He's, He's played, sorry, he's managed at a higher level before with Aberdeen, like, trying to finish third in the league. Mm-hmm. This season, Kamarnock are probably just, their remit is probably just to, just to stay, stay in the league. In the so, league. I think, I don't I don't see them going down, to be honest. Definitely. Um, we'll talk about, because we're on Sunday with Kelly, we'll talk about Hearts, done the 80 next. Hearts, four, done the 81. Goals from uh, Shankland, Mackay, Grant, and Ginelli for Hearts, and then Fletcher for done the United. We'll talk about the game in a minute, but let's talk about Donated in Europe on the Thursday when they get absolutely destroyed by AZ Altmar. It was horrendous. I think they conceded five goals in about 26 minutes. Yeah. And no team at any level should be conceding that kind of No, definitely, definitely not. And the thing, the thing is, well, I, I think Donated, you played pretty well until the first goal. They, 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 the they seem to keep possession that, and then as soon as the first goal went, it was like they just folded. They just folded that. It, it they, I, I think I actually said to to you in our group chat that the goalkeeper just looked. He looked surprised and shocked. I, I think whatever ever easy were hitting, he was just going in. I think it didn't help. Evan was falling to him as well when yeah. he, was, he was going. But I uh, like Tom Tobo's comments for the sports scene at half time. Said I think they're fine. Hundred at time. Said it's game game's over. over. Tom <laughs> it, it, it was I think it was a worst defeat. I looked up at the time I had to put our group chat as well and said that the worst away defeat or worst defeat in Europe was five nothing against Dynamo Moscow. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I chatted that with her doing five nine and it conceded straight after half time, so yeah. they've obviously beat that record now. It's a joint worst record for a Scottish team in Europe up with Celtic or who Barcelona. could beat, beat Barcelona. And Hibs, who could beat after I think it's Malmo, uh, in a qualifier. They could okay. beat seven or as well. So, obviously, thoughts of Lorraine Kelly at this time. Obviously, <laughs> really disappointing for them. Um, but we'll go back to we'll go to this game. So, you beat seven nothing. Um, Thursday, you first thing you want to do, 
is to make sure you don't concede straight up, concede and they conceded a goal within a minute. It was in the first minute and it was Shankland, I'm sure. Shankland uh, conceded, uh, scored the first minute. He, I said, we'll say before, he'll score goals. He'll definitely score goals. Um, he's used to play off United, obviously. Mm-hmm. He looked good in that game. We'll go talk about Barry Mackay as well. Barry Mackay, but Jink, about I, we've talked about him, I think the last three podcasts, we've spoken yeah. about how good he is. I think people may or may recognise his talents. He seems to, he's just became an outstanding player. I remember Barry Mackay when he was 17 years old. He was a really good player. Um, he, was, he was very, he was raw. He was a very raw player. Um, he's, he went to England um, and he's played really well since he's came back up to Scotland. As I've said before, I don't see... I, I think he deserves a call-up to the Scotland squad. And I've actually seen a, a couple of people on Twitter saying the same thing. Um, now that he deserves the opportunity to play for Scotland. And I get Scotland might not really want a flair winger in the same way that Barry McKay is. But he deserves a chance. And there's nothing... I don't see why you wouldn't want to have a player like Barry McKay play for Scotland. Especially right now, he's full of confidence. He's it looks as if he's enjoying his football and he's doing everything right that's probably the next step for him is to get a Scotland call up or if he wants to leave Hearts possibly but definitely uh, he's I mean he's, 20, he's 25 so he's he's still got like a few a few, le- a few years left at Hearts so he's definitely not going to be leaving them anytime soon if he performs the way he's performing right now as I've said he's got a, definitely a Scotland call up in the future and in amongst the awards for mm-hmm. the season on the, on the game itself we Hearts donated Hearts were as I say Shankland scored in a minute Mackay's goal was brilliant Hearts played them away really um, obviously they donated came back in it with a penalty I thought, would you say it was a penalty? I don't know I thought it was quite soft uh, Gary Mackay Stevens the player has uh, filled the Hearts boy but obviously the defender, uh, referees gave it I think it was quite harsh but it didn't really matter in the nah, game anyway. Nah, the game was over. Uh, Fletcher scored for Donated. That was his, I think that was his first goal in Scotland since 2009. We actually what? scored against Dundee United. Oh, was For Hibs, So he's not scored since then. But was, he'll, he'll be in amongst the goals. Maybe he'll get maybe 10, but he's a, he's a target man up with that for them. And I like his ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. So I brought performance by Hearts. You see, you, they were your team... To I, finish they push for not... third. Obviously, I said about last last podcast. Podcast I said about they've got group stage football coming up. Aye. They've got Zurich. This is Wednesday we're recording this, so they've got Zurich and Mora mm-hmm. in a Europa League. No, is it is a Europa League playoff? That isn't it? Uh-huh. To get in Europa League, Zurich beat Linfield. They're the Swiss champions. We said they're a decent team. I know we we said Donate's had a chance against UZ and that get put fucking the new chance, but uh, I think Hearts have got a better chance against Zurich or Jink will be a tough call, I suppose. It, it will be I like the thing comparing them to Dundee United and AZ Dartmoor, you've got a wee bit of I've got a wee bit of kind of knowledge of AZ Dartmoor, I've seen them play before. And I understand Dutch football more than I would understand Swiss football. So I've I've got no clue how Good, Zurich are going to be. You would think Hearts are going to do okay. Yeah, you hope Hearts will do okay. But when I looked up, um, it's usually Basel or Young Boys yeah. that are two 
two top teams, well, recently anyway, FC Zurich, uh, history were one of the top teams in, in Swiss football, but yeah. it's usually the two teams are battling for the league title, and obviously Zurich will win it, so they can't be that bad. I don't know how many players have lost in summer, because usually if a team does well anywhere, people put big clubs swing and nick their players. Aye. Well, obviously, next podcast we'll discuss how Hearts got on in Europe, hopefully. Aye, good luck to them. They, they get a victory against them. Talking about Europe, we're going to start again on Saturday's game, we'll start with Rangers. Mm-hmm. Rangers played last night against PSV and we'll start with the league game first since that was first against against St Johnston 4-0 Ibrox goals for Tillman Kolak Arfield and Tom Lawrence it was a, a game we said last week it was a routine performance a, game, yeah. it was a, a good performance for Rangers again this time it was a routine again Kolak seems like a good penalty box striker Jacking he's the, the man that could help not replace Morelos but um, back him up well, he kept Morelos out of the team um, at the weekend and in the European game last night. The two different, I would say from what I've seen of uh, Cholak, they're to- two totally different players, striking, uh, strikers, but I don't know if he's going to be enough to keep Morelos out of the team. Do you think they could work together? Maybe they're two? Because obviously you've said they're two different players. Morelos says he can come in. Morelos does come deep. Cholak is a, is a mere penalty box striker. I've yeah. seen his four goals, I think, of all been in the 18-yard box. Yeah. He's definitely good at, he's a take a striker, so Morelos can maybe walk with him. The thing but then you're, you're probably sacrificing a midfielder for them. Yeah, well, what I was going to say, Rangers, for the last two or three years, have been effectively playing a 4-3-3 or some formation similar to a 4-3-3. I don't, I don't really... And, and they've got Giovanni Van Bronckhorst as a manager... Dutch, four three three is just a Dutch dream. I don't no, see. I don't see them going four four two, or a I, form of four four two to allow Morelos and Cholak to play. I think maybe not. Maybe you're probably right. Probably when Morelos is fully fit, he'll probably get back into the team. But Cholak is, is doing a good shot now. I think last season they struggled because when Morelos got injured, Roof's injury record's not the best. Yeah. Um, they let Defogo, which was a bit premature for me, they should have maybe kept him for the end of the season because yeah. he's, I mean, he's always guaranteed a goal with, yeah. with Defoe and, and uh, Itton came back from on loan. I think he was in, I think he was in uh, Germany. He was oh, in Germany. Germany yeah, uh, Firth or something they're called, a German, a German team. He came back and never really done much as well. So I think they've got more options there. For me in that game as well, Tillman and Matondo really impressed. Tillman in the last couple of games looked a real find for me at Bayern Munich. I mean, if you play for Bayern Munich, you've got some sort of talent anyway. Yeah. And Matondo, sometimes you see these players who have got rapid pace, mm-hmm. but in the end product. But he seems to, like that goal for Arfield, when he picked him out, usually he's, not, he look, he's actually looked up and spotted him and not just hit the ball across. He's yeah. actually stopped, beat the keeper and stopped and then hit the ball. So he's got a good end product for me. What's your thoughts on like Tillman? Jink he's like I, I could be Jink Rangers maybe get him permanently or Jink if he presses too much he'll go back to Bayern and maybe progress in their team. So from what I've seen with Tillman, um, the deal that Rangers have with Tillman, they do have an option to option buy him. To buy good stuff. Right? The Rangers had or the Rangers lost a Rebo, uh, Joe Rebo last season, and from what I've seen with Rangers last season, Joe Rebo was everything for Rangers. Like, I think he played the most games in football. I think he played over 70 games. I think you're right, mate. Which is 
in Europe in domestic football and also playing for Nigeria. So he's a big loss. Um and from again from what I've seen of Tillman in the three or four games I think I've seen Tillman play, he seems to fill that gap that he was that he was left. I know we're gonna kinda of talk about European football later, but from I watched the game last night, the PSV game, and I think I actually said this to you in the group chat. Tillman looks as if he's not trying, mm-hmm. but he still plays wonderfully. He's uh, still a really good player. He's, you can tell he's got that bit of quality about him. Yeah. When he gets the ball, even some of his touches and that, he's got good, good game awareness. Mm-hmm. So make a pass, he's like, it's not just passing, standing still, it's passing, he'll move. Yeah. Which is good, and he's good in the air, it's two goals, and like, it's two goals he scores, two heaters. He can leap, he, he, he can get himself up, man. Like, we, we talk about it's a, a routine win for Rangers. St. Johnson cut off some we'll say we'll maybe struggle this season, but they're actually the best chance. They, 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 they could have really wind the up. Yeah. The ball came in, it ricocheted off Barisic's legs, and uh, I think it um, named Theo Baird. He just just got a, a leg onto it, and it just, just inches past. Mm-hmm. Well, St. Johnson, we've talk, talked about Rangers. St. Johnson, again, we said they'll struggle. These are the games, we said the last time, like previous times when the playoff from games, these are games you don't expect to pick up points at yeah. Park either Ibrox. As I said about Kamark, I think St. Johnson Kamark. St. Johnson Kamark, worst county, St. Murray. They're my four teams that will struggle they'll, they'll struggle this season. Do you think St. Johnson do you think they need to add? Do you add before the end, the end of the window? Do you think they'll do anything there? Because I think they need a striker, I think they've, they've lost that. I think they had Callum Henry up front. Yeah. Um, and he's been doing to Salford mm-hmm. in England. And he was, he started off well there. They've just not got a lot of... I mean, we've talked about Stevie May. We've talked about Stevie May last time. Yeah. It's, I don't think he's enough. I think they'll need to add, add more, more firepower. I think a lot of teams, that's a, again, to add more firepower... You need to spend money in these yeah, and not really. They don't really want to do that. Well, I, 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 man, Stevie May, I think I did last week, I like a good Scottish striker. It just, mm. and it's as if Stevie May isn't fit because he was on the bench, he came off the bench. And I think he'd done that against Motherwell as well. I think he came off the bench. So maybe he is unfit to an extent, but. <laughs> They've put a lot of faith in him, you would expect, because I think he would get goals for them. But again, maybe they do need to sign somebody else. Maybe they need to go, maybe, go down to the lower leagues in England. Look at League One in Scotland. A, a championship player in Scotland. Yeah. You don't know who, who they've got. The other talking point for that game was uh, Cholak's goal. Possible offside. To me, uh, Matondo get, um, wins a right. tackle in the box. I think Cholak is actually offside. Yeah. We've talked about VAR, that'll come in again, that could be ruled offside. I don't think, as in we talked about Donate getting a penalty, I don't think this would affect the result. Rangers still would be comfortable winners uh-huh. in the end. And going to the next game, we've got Aberdeen and Motherwell. Great win from Motherwell, we at uh, Aberdeen 2, Motherwell 3. I've, I mean, I was raving about Aberdeen last right. last weekend, 4 yeah, 1, right. they were really good. Um, but Things I've noticed in this game was Murovsky from Aberdeen's go to score goals. He will score goals. Mm-hmm. He had some great chance that game. He missed one. He was one of them to keep a try to chip him. Chips over the bar. But he scored a, 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 a good finish. What I've noticed, they've, they've played 
the last two ga- the last game they played Stewart who's our new captain mm-hmm. and Ross McCrory playing centre half Ross McCrory's not a centre half for me he never has been and he's got no game awareness and that game that, that game they played against Mullow there their defence was all over the place now Aberdeen obviously they scored four goals last week they probably all scored goals this season Yeah, but their defence was an absolute shambles talking about Ross McCrory I know that you said he's not a centre back he was a I think he was a centre midfielder when he played for Rangers um, but he's had uh, experience playing right back for Aberdeen and I think he played some of his best games at playing right back for Aberdeen he, I, he, played, he even played right back he was on loan at Portsmouth okay. that's where they played him predominantly yeah. played him he's, he's a good athlete he's, mm-hmm. he's good and he'd be good at a defence or mid role he's yeah. a good, good engine but he's just not good. I think for a centre half you need to have like a game game where you know it had to be switched on all times mm-hmm. and you like know the ball was going kind of thing yeah and he's just he's not got it. He's a good player. He's mm-hmm. a decent player for Aberdeen. He's just not got that. As much as Aberdeen were, were at six and sevens, Mowell was a fantastic one. Stevie Hamill, we talked about get, should he get a job permanently. He has got a job permanently. That's a massive win for, the, for them. Ah, yes. Um, goal scorers. I've got a wee line here saying, three things guaranteed in life. Death, taxes, and Kevin Van Veen scoring against Aberdeen. That's five goals to score against them since they joined at Motherwell. That's crazy. It was a good... Uh, Good finish as well, both come off the bar from Hank Spittle, hit the bar, balls in the back of Van Veen, he's a good penalty box striker, yeah. all Dutch boys are, he's a typical Dutch striker. Uh, other notes for that game, as I said, Aberdeen's defence was a shambles, Johnny Hayes scored for Aberdeen, that was his 298th game for Aberdeen, so it was nearly 300 appearances, which is quite crazy, I mean, uh-huh. he beat Celtic and he's been to a few clubs around about the place, but... I said that, but I, I, I uh, lavish praise on last last weekend. I think he'll be, I think he'll still be fine. I think if Jim Goodwin fixes his defence, so they'll be alright. I think even last week, I actually went back and looked at it and noticed when the Aberdeen fans were like commenting on the game, mm-hmm. even like after the result, like on Twitter and that, they're commenting on the game and said their defence was a wee bit dodgy before they started scoring. Okay. So I never really noticed it because you, you only see, like, if you watch highlights, you only see the goals. Stuff, right? But then you watch it, that game was more over there and they, they, they really did uh, struggle. Um, we'll go to the next game, which is Livingston 2, Hibs 1 at the Tony Macaroni. And I'm going to see a football cliche here and they say, Joel Nubley, great feat for a big man. What a goal. He scored again. He gets it for basically about 40 yards out, just a, a beyond the halfway line. Skimmies past a couple of defenders. Sort of, and they go after posting in. Um, we have talked about how good we, we fancy Dave Martin, Dave was a manager. Aye. Levy, it's back-to-back wins. They're looking really good. Hibs, just, just nothing here. I know they've brought back Martin Boyle and they got a late equalizer against Hearts. I think that's been a bounce them on, mm. but... They're missing Kevin Nisbet up front. Yeah. He's a big miss. He's obviously injured at the moment. And do you think we have Lee Johnson, he's one, like Gwen Gordon's the chairman of Hibs and they've went through a couple of managers now. Mm-hmm. How long? I know it's there, I know it's only three games in, but I mean, there's the Graham Alexander has been a sack. Yeah. How long do you think Hibs can keep going struggling? Why do you think they... I don't think they can get rid of Lee Johnson. I, like they've they've they get rid of Sean Maloney pretty quickly. I, I think everything goes back to the probably should I get rid of Jack Ross. Well, after getting, yeah. after getting pumped eight and a half, it's not really the best thing to say after <laughs> the United scored, but I think 
even a lot of Hibs fans were happy with Jack Ross and I think they'd kind of jumped the, the shark and no, get rid of him too soon I mean the same boat as a lot of clubs really at the moment I mean that's a great find for Livingston that Jonah good boy I think we looked at his we looked at his career path when he played against Rangers yeah. in the first, first or second podcast and he's basically a, a lot of non-league English clubs mm-hmm. I think he's only he's not even that old he's like 23, 24 he's not that old, like, older player it's a great find that's kind of what a Hibs and a St John's need to look about to get a player like that where he's maybe not as known yeah it's, the yeah. thing with that as well and I get this is probably a big like a hyperbole of it but Jamie Bardi came from non-league football non-league guy maybe he was the first uh, a million pound non-league player yeah so came wait, Fleetwood I think Fleetwood to Leicester so maybe maybe if you get a good scout network a good scout network you can go to non-league football find a gem and develop them into a better player definitely that's what a lot of clubs are, should be doing all I know for that game is uh, Oberlai scored for Livingston he was a heater he had a similar chance against Rangers and missed it yeah it's good to score but it's a good point for Livingston They'll be fine, as I say, they'll be fine this season, they'll finish maybe top six. Uh, the last game, um, uh, the weekend was Simone beating Ross County uh, 1-0. Uh, Tate scored for, Richard Tate scored for Simone, that's an absolute steamer. Again, mm-hmm. what a goal, that was his first goal in over two years. Uh, since he scored a winner, V-Livy, when he played against Farmerville, I think it was, uh, or Simone maybe. But my note for that game, wasn't really the best of games, Ross County is the same as last season. Last season, the first ten games they never won. Any, they never won a game, mm-hmm. and they're starting a starting a season as well. It's three defeat or three games without points, so they're they're struggling. Um, it's obviously a tough tough sale to get players to up there. I didn't know I got there. So I so but other than that, it was a it was a good good point for some good three points for them. Well, I note for that game is like he, 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 I can't believe Curtis Main's only 30. He seems to be for fucking about 20 years. Really? He seems, I mean, I remember playing for Motherwell uh, and it was about 15, 15. years ago. He seems like 15 years ago, uh, clearly, wasn't he? But he's only 30. <laughs> um, so I'd say I'd round up with the Premier League games. Again, it was a good uh, good results for teams. Good wins for Rangers and Celtic. Good win, great win for Motherwell. Mm-hmm. I went at Pataudry. Um, we'll go on to the English Premier League games because it's been a big week there. Our main subject is going to be Man United. We'll have a wee discussion with Man United. We'll just go through some of the results before we do that. Um, Aston Villa beat Everton 2-1 and they're kind of Lampard and Gerrard. Even, they kind of work in midfield because they work in the touchline. Big win for Stevie G. We said last week they'd be struggling. He had a, way, a same win for Gary Neville. Everton just... Just struggling. I mean, Dele Alli is supposed to be going to a basic test. Ah, yeah, I've seen that actually. So the, it was a good one for Aston Villa. Uh, Southampton 2, Leeds 2, and our result, I thought, to uh, Joe Aribo started well for St. John's. Uh, Southampton, sorry. So the Brown going pre season, did his goal against Leeds, it was a good finish. Aye. Pegged the keeper, keeper was lying down, pegged Aye. him, and he scores. Southampton for me, they're, even though they've got uh, like we talked about Rebo started well with that. I think they'll 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 struggle this season there, like a team maybe going down. Leeds have have started uh, well under Jesse Marsh. Some good good results. Um yeah. other result, Arsenal four, Leicester two. Arsenal seem really good. Arsenal are playing really well this season. Arsenal really, really, really well. Um hopefully it's not like it's a flash in the pan and they only last maybe six games. Yeah. But 
I've not, I've noticed for that game Gabriel Jesus is he seems to be thriving at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. He seems because he's the main man. At Man City he was maybe drifted left or they play him as like a false nine. Yeah. Whereas Mayor he seems to Mayor where he's like he's a, he's a man up front for them, he's the main man and should be scoring the goals and he, he, he scored five or six in pre season. Yeah. He started being a fan of the premiership. I was a fan of him when he was at Man City, so I'm uh, I'm uh, happy he's gonna thrive. I've not watched the the documentary, the the was it the Arsenal thing on on all or nothing? All or nothing. Yeah. Supposedly Arteta's getting uh, rave reviews. Well, so he's 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 management style. Well, he he's studied under Pep Guardiola, didn't he? So you wonder if. Ah, uh, you wonder how much he's. You wonder how much he's taken from Pep. Because I think people are giving him a bit of stick. He's been there since his third season. Only FA Cup in his first year. Last season they started off poorly, but as I said, they could be a Brentford in the first game. I think they lost maybe three or four games of bottom of the league. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about another team that's bottom of the league in a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they've started off well. We signed players. It's getting rid of ba- like, players like Abamyang and Lagazette, who have is supposed to be a bad influence in the yeah. squad. He bummed it. He got rid of him when he went to Barcelona. He's brought in decent, decent players. We'll talk about Gabriel Jesus. He's brought Sidibe back for. I think he was on loan at Marseille last season. He, he, they signed him for the end the year before that. Aye. And he wasn't quite ready. So they went on loan to Marseille and he played brilliant in uh, France last season. Marseille wanted to keep him. Yeah. He's come back and he's, he's there sitting a half and he's, been, he's started really well. Leicester, Leicester's a strange one. Leicester, Ben Rogers comes out, he seems like a man, a beaten man right now. They've not, they're the only club to my knowledge of, that I've heard of. I've not seen anybody at any level. They've not seen anybody. I've not seen anybody. They've not seen a player. And players that are leaving, like Kirsten Smichels went to Nice. Mm-hmm. He's left. He's not even for a transfer fee, he just left. They seem, they say they've come out and said they've, they've not got the money to buy anybody, which is strange because they've, they've got... Obviously, he only died a few years ago, yeah. but they've still got the family there. They've got quite a lot of money behind them. You see... And also we've heard rumours like Man United want young Jamie Vardy <laughs> to spearhead their attack. That's oh, actually they? They, they want to replace 37 year old Christian Aldo with 35 year old Jamie Vardy. Uh. Or 36, I think Jamie Vardy would be 36. But it's a weird one, Leicester, I mean if you're not going to sign anybody, I, if you, sometimes clubs don't sign clubs because they've got their start 11's too good. Yeah. But when you're when you're getting players like you're getting rid of Cash Cash Michael's a massive influence at that that club. He's a club legend, won the league, won the FA Cup. And they've brought in Ward, who's a he's a backup keeper. He's been a backup keeper for the last three or four years. He's actually Wales number one. Mm -hmm. He's a good keeper. Mm -hmm. But you'd think they would maybe especially in the Premier League, you need to spend a bit of money to to add a bit to keep his success going. Leicester have obviously achieved, overachieved. Oh yeah, they have. I think Gary Lanigan, who's obviously he's a Leicester fan, he was talking match of days. Like Leicester have also overachieved in the last few years. Maybe we'll just go back to what we used to be, but you don't want you want you want to stay in a level. And it's, they maybe they can sell players, they can sell like a Madison yeah. or a Fafana and get money in. But then you're losing you're losing a great player and you, you go to replace them with an equally as talented player, yeah. a player above, which is quite hard. Yeah, you need to spend a lot of money. What I was thinking there is, you you wonder if the family's looking to sell the club now, and if they're not, if they're not either not investing, it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a weird it's really is a weird situation. I don't I don't know what's going. Maybe the lad one or two, but Brendan Rodgers, I don't think he'll last. I don't think he won't get sacked, but I think he might chuck it Aye. because with Brendan Rodgers at clubs, 
he's like so he's like these modern managers usually like a Conte or a Mourinho or something like that. it's like three years and it's like burst yeah a three year success and burst like had a three I think three years at Liverpool had a couple of years at Celtic mm-hmm. obviously he was brilliant at Celtic and then and then he he left for a job and won eight, he's won the FA Cup but if you're not going to get backed and he's the kind of manager you know Ben Ben Rodgers got a big ego yeah he wouldn't want to stay like a club with school to finish 15th every year yeah he's one, he sees himself as a top manager so he does yeah. yeah others obviously Brighton now Newcastle now I've not put any notes for that game it was quite a, a dab affair Brighton are a draw especially if they draw a lot of games yeah I mean this will probably this is the toughest game they've probably played this season they played that at Wee Mob last week Man United right. um, but I say this is a this is a tougher test this time against Newcastle <laughs> <laughs> Um. Wolves now, Fulham now, another result. Uh, Mitro, who went for like God given forty goals in the championship, two goals Liverpool brilliant to missing a penalty in this game against Wolves. I mean he's he's, he's got a habit of missing big penalties. I missed one against for Serbia against Scotland in the qualifier a uh, uh, shoot. So he did. He missed. So again that was a drab affair. Uh, Wolves are looking like they're trying to buy somebody for Sport of Lisbon for like forty odd million, fifty million, just crazy and it'll put clubs like to spend money. Um, Forest. I've picked the Forest one. West Ham United now. Brilliant. I watched the game. I just loved the whole history. I love history today with football. And this was like they brought back the whole. Obviously, I got to talk Brian Clough. And it showed like a European Cup. They showed them last time they playing the playing the Premier League. And I love that kind of thing. And it was like a an old style feel at a city ground. Watching a team play and they won a great win. They won one nothing. Um. I think you could have scored a second, but you disallowed. Talking about you were saying like you love your history and everything. Do you think Nottingham Forest have the financial backing to be the European giants that they? No, they won't. They, they won't get back to that. They've got a guy who is there. I don't think he is or still is. He's Olympiacos owner, so he is. Um, I don't think they have that money, but they've spent a bit. They've they bought about fourteen, fifteen players this season. But they needed to because there's a lot of players on loan last year. Uh-huh. So they, it's not like they've just spent 50 mils and to replace the whole team. They had to spend the money to do it. But I just want to... I, like, I like clubs like Northern Forest. They're a big club, but I don't... Not a, like clubs like Bournemouth, we'll go talk Bournemouth in a minute. Like, they get, they've got a 10,000 capacity stadium. They're not a, a, a massive... Like, they're not getting any like, history behind them yeah, or traditions. Yeah, yeah. Whereas a club like Northern Forest, I've got your... I've just said about a million time new Brian Clough and yeah. European Cups and like Frank Clark get Frank Frank Clark get when they in the Premier League and the players like Van Houdonk and um Campbell up front and they've scoring goals and it's like that kind of stuff I like and that's mm-hmm. watching that game just like sitting ground the fans it must have been brilliant for the fans right. in the back it's been it's been twenty nearly tw- over twenty odd years since the previous year. it's good to have an Modern Forest as much as we've just said you know European team in European history it's good to have a different team in the Premier League it definitely is mate I, I definitely agree because anyway West Ham I've not picked up any points in the first two games I don't think they'll, they'll, they'll be fine this season but we have again a team that's kind of overachieved last season David Moyes hadn't played brilliant they were lucky not to get to the Europa League final yeah they've got some good players I'm a real big fan of Mike Antonio. I think he's a, an absolute brilliant striker he's, he used to play not used to play right wing back for them mm-hmm. and he's like kind of moved forward oh, really? he's, he's quite old he's not that young Mick Antonio's about 33 now he's an old, old player 
Yeah. And we're the kind of player like they'll, they'll be fine this season. I think they've got like two of my shoe checking that. They've got a good team. I West Ham will be fine. They'll be fine. Um, next game I've got here is Man City 4, Bournemouth 0. And then the thing I've got for that game is Haaland had two passes all game. One from kickoff and one was an assist. Which is Ant's mental. That's mad. You wondered it week. How did he play? Did he, did he play bad? So he looked, no, I think it was basically what, what they done was they used him as like a, so everybody seemed to gravitate towards him like the defenders would gravitate towards him and then Man City just played a Man City way with him. Like, okay. So I talked about last week how Matt had Haaland by cheat and he mm. just came a point and just go with it. Seems like they've kind of used him as a decoy and there was a chance early on where Foden um, had the ball through and he was kind of squared it in the shot and Haaland's like waiting for the goal that's the kind of opportunity that's what put Quadro said after the game he said that's the kind of opportunity where Phil should pass squared the ball square it because Haaland's always got to be there now whereas maybe previously they wouldn't have somebody there oh uh, yeah maybe it was something they used to have the new style of play just to kind of suit Haaland um, but routine point for Man City and then you had the battle at Ibiz 2.0 um, Chelsea 2 Spurs 2 Content took goal going at it um, because I won him when he was it caught you when he looked in the eye or something like that when he shook hands. That's what I think I heard. Um, it was a good game. Um, both equally as decent teams. I mean, they both they'll, they'll both get top four anyway this season. And Conte took got two good managers. It was like, it was it was an old school kind of fiery. I mean, like, I mean if I had the Battle of Bridge, I think I was, I think I was in left one league the first Battle of yeah. Bridge, and it was like about 14 year old kids and that and two reds and that it was crazy uh, and then you've got, obviously we said last week the race is over it's, it looks like definitely uh, Liverpool won Palace won relegation battle for Liverpool uh, well I said we'll go talk about my in a minute I said about a shine light for my United fans and only two points behind Liverpool <laughs> so uh, when Nunez got a red card in that game he just lost the heat a bit that Anderson boy I watched the high someone put on Twitter yeah and he was just pushing digging more game him, digging up more game talking at him and he just fucking lost, he lost it so he did but it's quite it's quite naive from the centre forward to lose his head for that but you wonder if the centre back knew he was yeah, going to be a target for me in the previous and previous um, like I mean playing Portugal and I mean, that's a kind of like you put a little pepe in that playing yeah. issue so it's it, is, it probably is but Liverpool just not started well at all I thought they would be, would be uh, smashing teams right now and like, these games like, these are like for my city these are like three point games like at home against teams like Palace and she's beating them but you wonder if as much as we were, we're jokingly saying league titles um, already in Man City's hands you wonder if Man City will get too comfortable possibly knowing that they don't have Liverpool breathing down their necks yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, last season they went they were like 15 points, 16 points clear, and Liverpool started beating that away. I think it became a title fight Aye. in the last couple of weeks. So it did. What um, got in Man United? Getting beat 4 and 1 after Brentford. We talked about, about last week um, about Ten Hag, and like, they've come out and said like, it's a billion quid they've spent since Ferguson left. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's crazy. I said last week about They've got no strategy, they've got no football people in. Gary Neville's one criticising Glazers. 
which is kind of true, he's like, they've no, they, they, they just t take the money to the club, they're not, they're not, like, Old Trafford's close to Cumberland, like, it's not, it's the, it used to be the best team in Britain, it used to be, right. used to be one of the best teams in Europe, but supposedly now it's, I've not obviously not been, I don't know, it's not, it's, it's not, like, when you look at Spurs' stadium, you look at uh, Arsenal, Liverpool built that new stand. Yeah. They're like they're like light years behind them there. Yeah. And if if football inside, they've not got any football. It seems like they're bringing in people who are not qualified to run a football club. They're bringing in money people like commercially. They're probably the best commercial club in the world. They're mm -hmm. probably the biggest. They're the, probably the biggest club in the world. Commercial wise, they'll get they'll get sponsors. They it doesn't matter how they perform because people are saying like, man, you fans should. Like stop going or something like that, or get up the season tickets. Yeah. But for every ten thousand people get up the season ticket, five hundred thousand fans will want tickets. Aye. You'll get you'll get fans for everywhere. Aye. Who come to to Old Trafford just because it's Man United? They're a they're a commodity. They're a a, a corporation. They're yeah. a, a, a franchise. Yeah. So they're. But it's ten. I mean ten Hag. He's always talking about Ajax, but Ajax they're a football. They're a, they've got a philosophy. They he's trying to install that. With top of Ronaldo, I mean, he just, it's, they're, they're, Ronaldo's struggling. I know they've they've been linked to about six players, seven players in the last, like Rabio, and you get like Jamie. I see Jamie Vardy and Anatovic was linked, and mm -hmm. like, and and then Frankie Jong still going on. We don't know if he's going to Chelsea, he's going to Man United. Supposedly he's agreed to go to Man United. But it seems there's a scar gun in. It seems they're not going to pick right. We need a, a good. We need a good. A good centre mid. Who's a good centre mid? Like Frankie Dion. Right, we'll go him. We need a striker. But Jimmy is Jimmy Vardy the answer. Is Jimmy Vardy going to get you top four? Ah, he's been good at Leicester, but he's been good at Leicester. He's thirty five now. Right. He's not going to excel. He's not going to put my United even further up. Bang United need to buy like identify a player for Ten Hag style. Yeah. But I said in the previous podcast, I mean, it's, it's you get players for each different manager still in a team, and you get players like Matic, was obviously not a team here, but like under Solskjaer, Matic was a, was a Mourinho signing, because he likes like a, a defensive mid player. Yeah. Ten Hag's bringing in Martinez, who's like 5'9", but he was born in Ajax, because he played a, a, a football, he's brought him in, he's after, he brought in Eriksen, who knew it from, from Ajax, oh sorry, because they obviously um, the Ajax connection. Yeah. So you could play for them. You could play for like Solskjaer's era. Like Louis, like players like Rashford still there, Martial still there. And these players good enough. They just need a whole. They need somebody to come in, a director of football, and say that this is the what we're going to do. This is the plan for the next ten years. Mm -hmm. This is what we're going to do, and then go for there. And then. And then you've got a coach come in and say this this is the way we want to play. The coach plays that style. Like I mean some clubs you'll get like Barcelona and they play the Coif Coifway, like a ticket tacker football. Yeah. And Coifway is four three three. So that's the information of four three three. So their B teams and, and youth teams will play four three three. So when youth players come through they know how to play that team. Whereas at Man United, like Liverpool's got a, a way to play and they play four three three. Where, like, obviously, last season is Manny, Salah, and Firmino. It's mm -hmm. going to go and you get a foot, and you get your wing backs running up. Man City player, I've got a way of playing. My Pat Guardiola, you know, in Man City, they're kind of goals are always kind of get to the byline, cross, like, pass it into the box and score. Like, Guardiola's philosophy is 
I'll get you to your final th- I'll get you to like, I think it's like a final third yeah. and it's up to you from then on to do what you need to do but Man United are not Ten Hag's obviously get away he wants to play he, he played Ajax mm-hmm. but he's trying to stall that so it is he's trying to stall that sort of philosophy but a team like Man United could they like as you were saying they, they, they've got the team is full of players from three or four different management styles mm-hmm. They need to just get rid of everybody. And I don't think a team like Man United can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, they, and I mean, for their fans, the fans won't let them I mean, I, not finish in the top five every season. I mean, because like, the top of the Glazers are happy just getting Champions League football and, and then that's it. But you know, Man United, I mean, you can see that they've been spoiled because under Ferguson, they won everything. They won league, 20 league titles. They won... Um, well, not twenty league titles, but he won like uh, they won Europe, two European cups under him. Mm-hmm. They dominated the Premier League. They had great players, but it just it seemed it's like I just said you know, like last podcast. It's like when Matt Bosby left, they couldn't even replace him. Yeah. When Ferguson left, they couldn't replace. And it doesn't help. I think it doesn't help really as well as much as like it's it's Alex Ferguson's as Man United. Yeah. To have him sitting up at the stand all the time and then it pans to him yeah. every time. Oh, fuck, Brentford scored Patty, Patty Ferguson to see how bad his action is. That doesn't help either. Um, I don't think... <laughs> I said last year, I hope, last week, I hope to give Ten Hag the patience to let him implement his, t- his way. But you know, take, big, you, know, uh, you know what big clubs are like? Um. I mean, Gary Neville, he some good makes good things. The only way, I, know, I don't know if he can get involved with, at any sort of level because he owns Salford. Yeah. I don't know if he can get involved in like a, a, a advisory role in there, or even if he would, what I did, because I know he's a sky in that, but he, he talks, he seems to be, he obviously that man you through and through, he's passionate about him. He seems, he's a good football, he might be not the best manager, no. <laughs> but he seems like a good person to speak about how he runs for, um, but, uh, he's good knowledge, right? Technology he's good. game. You'd argue he's learned everything from Alex Ferguson, potentially the best manager of our generation. So we'll probably talk more about Man United going on because they've bought me a league. I don't I think they'll stay up. Of course they will. <laughs> of course they will. <laughs> I don't know, they might struggle. You know what I mean, they might struggle. Um, and then only other story I've got of England and a wee feel good story was obviously there was championship games last night, it was Tuesday, but on top of the weekend. With Sammy Dieng and keeper for QPR, Mick Beal's QPR, scoring a 90 second minute equaliser. Nothing better keeper scoring. As you know, I love a goalkeeper group. I've got, I've got history of saying in a group chat, I love a keeper going up, then a goalkeeper scoring and putting the team that mm. I support out. Um, but I, I just love a goalkeeper going up. I think it's just one of the things I like in football. It's, it, no, matter, no matter the team, even if it's a, a, against my a team I support, if a goalkeeper goes up, I get overly excited about it. I love a goalkeeper going up. What was the legendary one? Jimmy Glass for Carlisle. Aye. And that was like, it was a, he scored in the 93rd minute to keep Carlisle in the Football League. He was on loan. I think he was on loan for maybe eight games, Jimmy Glass. Aye. Uh, and he scored, he scored that, he scored that to, to keep him up in the league. That's like amazing. Aye. I think, Scar- I think Scarborough was a team, if I remember right, the Scarborough was a team, it was all a team, and they were celebrating on the pitch Aye. at their game because they thought they'd stayed up and then they realised Carlisle scored in the 94th minute and then they realised who it was, the keeper. Aye. Which is brilliant. I, I don't know the context of that story, but I've heard that Aye. before. It's like the, 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 um, the player on loan 
scored the goal to relegate the team to his parent club. I, I know that story. It's, it's, it's brilliant. brilliant. So it's, and I only know if that game just because we're kind of top of Scottish football Nathan Young comes in with his Buffalo Rangers. Oh, scored his first two professional goals. He's on loan at AFC Wimbledon okay. for West Ham. So two good finishes there. Uh, we'll go into some European news. Uh, just looking at some fixtures. I've seen Serie A started. Uh, a couple of leagues have obviously got going in the Liga. We'll talk about the top big leagues there. I know it's a Serie A. Milan started off with a 4-2 win in the Champions. They beat uh, Rebic, scored two goals. They beat Udinese. Good result for Milan. They'll, they'll, they'll up, up again for the Serie A title. Um, Inter beat Lecce 2-1. Lukaku, which is a great start I like. Is Lukaku couldn't score, hit a barn door at Chelsea. Scores under two minutes for Inter Milan. He's actually scored. So this is his second debut for Inter Milan. He's his set in his first debut scored against Lecce as well okay. in 2019 and he scored again in his debut for Inter Milan against Lecce which is pretty good under two minutes it just shows you if you can't do it it just shows you we'll talk about um, another player later on as well but it just seems like a, a player suited to a, a team yeah I mean he, he was I think he was left at Milan and then about three weeks later he was, he was regretting it okay, he was quite desperate to go back to Milan wasn't he aye uh, he's, he's done he scored there so in um, Napoli they're, they're currently tapping the league they won 5-2 um, out against Verona good performance for them and Juventus beat Sassuolo 3 0 Vailovic scored two goals um, I watched the highlights that game he's got to have he's got to have 30 goals this season and he's a proper number nine striker so he is and the other note I've took a club for that is Bonza. Uh, they lost to Atrino just because it's served by a scone. He looks bit, uh, he must be at about 90. You see him in his stands, man. He looks like he's got mere makeup on a fucking drag queen. <laughs> you want to see him at makeup he's got on him? So there's. So that would just be a bit of about Serie A. Um, and on the. We'll go into just, just one result. Probably main. We'll go into main stop story in a minute. We'll talk Bundesliga. A player I was talking about a minute ago, another player that struggled at Chelsea, couldn't hit a barn door, was Werner, scored, Timo scored for Leipzig, even though it was a, keep a sure safety really, but it was a, just shows you again a, a player, he suited that club, no. he couldn't score a barn door at Chelsea, he wasn't really the main man, he's not really, I think the player was a new striker, he's, not, he's a wide, wide player, Aye. he's not going to get you, he's a, Timo Werner's the kind of player that would score, 27 goals one season, score four. Then he'll, like, he'll have purple patches. Aye. So that was a big one about that. But Bundesliga, that was the main topic there. La Liga, uh, Barcelona, <laughs> started off a campaign where now no draw him to Rio Valcano. They did get some players registered. I don't know how they managed to do it, but they've swindled it. So they get Christensen, Lewandowski, Frank Casey, Rafinha, and Sergio Roberto was a player already, but he's had to send a new contract because he was in the squad. They, uh, they actually had two goals disallowed, two clear goals that should have been disallowed. Lewandowski was one. Um, and they got a red card in that game as well, with Sergio Busquets elbowing Falcao. Oh, <laughs> and it, was, it wasn't even a bad, it was like, I don't know if it kind of didn't mean it or done it, mate. He put his arm ring okay. and Falcao went down like a shot in the right. face. Surely, they, 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 they have well, that's what he went to. He went to, I'm sure he went to. Well, I don't know, actually. I think he definitely read here to him. I don't know, so he must have checked with Arnie if it was fine. So it was a kind of hit back. But to me, it wasn't that bad. But you know, um, sometimes they can be levels. And 
Barcelona have obviously signed Goyes player pressure and it's a quite a poor result against Leo Valcano. Mm-hmm. Um, they done well last year. Leo Valcano actually Val Carmen, who's a, a legendary player. I didn't know that's where he was, but aye, that's a good. Well, talk more about but Barcelona. Probably I guess we said in the last podcast once we get more about it about their financial situation. Once everything, once shit hits the fan, once they've once they've they've settled paying their longer loans. Aye. <laughs> uh, Real Madrid beat a meal two one. Uh, Alba scored in that game, and Atletico Madrid beat. Uh, they won three hundred. Sorry, and Marat got a double in that game. Uh, Atletico Madrid, they were they're one of the teams something for Simone's been there for quite a long time now, and they. They'll struggle for a season and win a league, struggle for a season and win a Europa League. So yeah. they're not, I mean, it's hard to keep them consistently up there with Barcelona and Real Madrid. Aye. They do spend a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I think Joel Felix was about 120 million. But then again, they got 120 million for Antoine Griezmann for Barcelona. Barcelona time, Even he's back, he scored as well in that game. But the main story, I think, for Europe is, and you put it on Twitter as well, was Mbappé's reaction. And the, so I watched the actual highlights. I watched the highlights of the game. PSG won five two. He misses a penalty early on, so he does back with right. And see from then on, he's just in an absolute foul mood. There's like three right. scores in the game, and the, people, the like, players are trying to celebrate with him, and he's just nah. They have it. Back, we we I don't know if you know. Do you know about his contract he signed? He's basically got the keys to PSG. They've given me to keep him because his contract was new. So he's basically new. He's like, he's like Messi when Messi had power at Barcelona Messi uh, had choice of managers like Gerald Martino who's an Argentinian he was an Argentinian yes. boss and he Aye. became Barcelona manager basically because of Messi, Messi right, okay. so Mbappe I suppose had a big a big say on things so he's got a big say on who's the coaching going to be what players are going to be bringing in and I think can either go two ways can either, he, can, he can take his responsibility on Become the man. Yeah. It means that he is a brilliant player, I mean, he is, but he don't want reactions like that. Like, no. He don't want reactions like that. He's, he's stopped playing because somebody's passing the ball. I mean, he's only 400 grand a week. I will mail that. I'm, I was going to say, the worst thing about that, it's not even the worst thing about it. See if he kept running. He's I got a tap in. I know. fucking tap in. Like I said, he missed a pet he was just like, not happy. And then, I don't know if there was a, it didn't show you in the highlights, but I think someone put on Twitter, Positive for this game, there was a second penalty. Neymar scores it. Okay. I don't know if my bad be up to and try to take it, and they told him no. Aye. And I don't know if that's hanging him as well about him. So they hang out have been before. No, that's... that was that was before he scored his, his goal. Right. Okay. So they scored the penalty. They get they, they get a penalty, and they, before that, so I don't know if that's failed him as well. I I didn't you you mentioned the whole kind of thing about Messi having like the keys and like being able to control and well, have a have a a big decision, a big say in who yeah. coaches the team. It's very NFL, it's very American football. Like Tom Brady had that. I think when you're such a, 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 a legendary player, you've got that kind of power. I think you tower over here. And, and over here, I mean, and, and you just have that in football. It's disgraceful that you would give a player that nah, sort I don't of know if maybe they've passed. I'm not too sure in the past if players have had that kind of power. I'm guessing no, you don't know if like, players like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, is it Dan or Alex? I was even, I was thinking, Alan Shearer at Newcastle, like, do you think he'd have that sort of I don't, I don't think so, because, we, we, no, but Alan Shearer, because with that, I think, I don't know if, like, I say, I'
and I don't know if she'd have got him a slack or no, I was involved in that, but it was kind of a spat there. But when players are, it's basically club, I think nowadays players want more power than the clubs really. Aye. So like when their contracts line up, like especially players like Messi's and Barclays level, where they can say that I want, Aye. I want 500 grand a week, I want X amount of pay, because I think he was, he's getting, he was getting, I think he got a hundred million pounds sign on the fee, when Mbappe. Aye. If I read the contract again. Which is crazy. It's ridiculous. PSG are supposedly changing their model. They're going back to they're going to French young players, which is which is good. I don't know if Mbappe is gonna say that, maybe he wants just like French player in. <laughs> and obviously you've got Neymar, so they've supposedly tried to get rid of Neymar. Yeah. But then they've they've denied it. Who's, who's gonna say Neymar? Like who can afford to say Neymar? I know, you're talking about like actually like your your Arab clubs like maybe a Newcastle just remember like my city saying Robinho. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, do you remember when he signed? It was like, I think it was like in January transfer when they signed. And he was doing his interview. He thought he said, you're Man United. <laughs> <laughs> I did So he did, um, yeah, I think he said, my, um, I'm pleased to be at Manchester United. Jesus. Probably just getting the next matter when he said, right, you want to sign <laughs> But they made a statement saying, so name I would be a statement saying for somebody, Aye. but he's a good goalscorer right there, but you know what I mean. Uh, he just, he seems like a bad attitude sometimes. Uh-huh. But we that was the that was the main, main story. It's, we'll see how it continues. You know, there'll be a, there'll be a fallout at some point because if it gets highlighted on social media, then but there'll be it'll, the story will run and run. Yeah. Um, and then that's what PSG are trying to get rid of. They're trying to get rid of that, like like Bayern Munich used to be called back in the days called FC Hollywood, because it used to be dramas all the time. And yeah. And high season and PSG are trying to get away from that and try and get which is sensible, because they've brought in like they're not going. Because the past went for big name managers, like they went for like the Ancelotti's and they went for managers of that ilk. Yeah. And this point, the point Christopher Gilty, who I rate really, I've talked to him in the last couple of podcasts, really high rates. Every couple goes to, he seems to excel at them. You know, they were at um, PSG. I, I just noticed as well with PSG, they've signed, I didn't realise this till I watched the highlights, they signed Renato Sanchez, great player. Remember Renato Sanchez, there was a, I think he went for, Won a league under Galti at Lille. Okay. So he did, he was a boy, he, was, he started his career at Benfica and he was a pure like wonder kid and he went to Bayern and then he went on to Swansea and he passed the, he passed the, I think it was a fucking steward walking past. Right. I do remember that. And he made a pass to him. I remember So he did that. and his career was kind of stolen but he went, <laughs> he went to Lille and just, he's excelled excels since then. Excelled from there. Uh, he's, he's really good. I think you were saying, I think you said in the group chat something about Ancelotti, he's seen a serious truck Aye, so, Ancelotti's contract with Real Madrid is due to expire in 2004, eh, sorry, 2024, and he's come out and said that that's him, he's leaving football. Oh, really? So we were talking about, earlier on we were talking about Alex Ferguson, who you'd argue is probably the best manager, I, mean, I would argue he's probably the best manager of my lifetime, but Ancelotti, where would you rate him? So like, Ancelotti's won, he's won four Champions Leagues, he's won the English Championship, the German Championship, the French Championship, the Italian Championship, uh, the Spanish Championship, European Cups. Ah, he's, he's, up, he's up there. He's, 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 he's a very hands-off manager, so you'll see like Pep and Klopp to extent are really like, very like, they want everyone's done to like precise things. Yeah. Whereas Angelotti, if you look at his clubs and the players he's managed, he's a, when Ancelotti, if you look at his actual football career, he won the European Cup Cup. Yeah. He was a big player for Milan, that. 
Um, so he was so he's used to playing good like players like mm-hmm. Van Basten and and Gullet and Weikart and that kind of player. So when he's managing clubs, he's not. I mean, he had a stint at Everton, but apart from him, he's always been like a Real Madrid or a Chelsea or a Bayern or some clubs like that, where he's very hands off and he likes players play. Yeah. The big players play and it seems to work for him because it's big egos. I think that's why he's a Dan worked. We hundred winning the European Cups he did because he's a big he's a everybody had respect for him because yeah, of his yeah, playing yeah. career. Yeah. Um only apart from Everton, like I struggled a wee bit of buying out because they were they were too used to having Pep Guardiola, who was very like as I said, like wanting something yeah, a certain thing, yeah. whereas I think the players were more like Thomas Miller were more when they got trained right. Mm-hmm. Because that's not actually his game. Yeah. You can't deny things he's won. He's I mean he's won he's the only manager I think He's won the five, top five leagues. Aye. He's won European Cups. He's been at some of the biggest clubs in the world. Definitely up there. I mean, he's up there in my lifetime anyway. Where, like, yeah, Mourinho, him, Mourinho, Pep, Klopp, for me, he's your top manager. Conte, he's a good domestic manager. He's won domestic leagues everywhere. What would you rate him? He's definitely, like, on paper, he's up there. Because, why is he not won? Like, what you said, the top Aye. five leagues, he's probably... Won everything you can win in the top yeah. five leagues. I'm surprised he's not actually maybe if he says he's time for maybe Italian. I know Mancini's the Italy manager, but they've also not qualified for the World Cup. Sure. Mancini, Mancini won European European uh, European Championships with him. Um, you, I'm surprised he's not went for his one last half yeah, to the Italy job. But what um, I was thinking was, is he going? To, I don't really know him. <laughs> what I don't know what he's like as a manager, other than knowing what he's won. Will they chase money? Will they vote to America? Will they vote to Qatar? I say no, but you never know. I mean, that is a professional business. Right. I mean, if you get paid a few, somebody offers you a hundred million quid to go and manage something. Like, Benitez went to China for a while. So he did. Um, I don't think he will. I think he's one of his, his champs. I remember at least, I said that might be the only kind of job. The he he's not he's had. He's one of the top leagues to the World Cup, maybe. He'd be fantastic. Like complete game. He'd uh, complete football. He's like, uh, like the Champs. He's won World Cup of France. Yeah. He's won league titles mm-hmm. as well. With like Monaco and such, so I think that's the only thing. Actually, like the Holy Grail won the World Cup, so he yeah. wins that and the leagues. I mean, you can't deny the success he's had. So you can. I'm interested to see what he does. Like, he he seems quite straightforward as well. Mm. So maybe him coming and saying he's going to chuck it in twenty twenty four. It might just do it, but like you kind of said there, if somebody offers them, offers us him a hundred thousand million trillion dollars to go and do something, you'll <laughs> probably go to one trillion, you'll go to Saudi Arabia or something to become a manager, definitely, mate. It's so that was, um, that's a roundup of Europe, a roundup of Scottish football in England. Uh, it's been a good weekend, uh, a football. Obviously, the games last night, we'll get Hearts and Mora. Good luck to them. We'll talk about the games out. That's going to be a come again next weekend. Um, be a good podcast, mate. We'll t- it is, aye. It's been a really good podcast. And I think moving forward, we're going to potentially look at moving the podcast on Monday. Just because of European football, it just makes a bit more sense. Because right. we could be watching Champions League football. I mean, such high demand. Yeah. I mean, for people showing you. Yeah. <laughs> you get an early request. Sounds like a good idea, mate. Definitely. So, before we go, remember, give us a follow on Twitter at FunnyOldGame. 
and have a look at our brand new website, funnyoldgame.co.uk. And if you have any questions, email us at podcast at funnyoldgame.co.uk. Is there anything else you'd like to mention? No, just bonjour, mate. All the best.